Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. To a Celtic state of mind. Today is a good day. It's trophy day. I'm Paul John Dykes. And I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey and Sean Connolly and Lawrence Connolly for the match day bulletin, the pre the preview of today's game. Loads to look forward to. We will, of course, look at the team selection as we go on. But before we do that, Lawrence, you came along to the Axon Live event last night. Jackie McNamara, what a man, wasn't he? Oh, outstanding. Great stories. I cannot believe what he called Fergus. And just as well, Fergus couldn't get... Couldn't we won't him. repeat it. We won't repeat it. it. <laughs> we can't on air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can't leave the hang of it. We need to know. By the way, right, oh. let me tell you. Yeah, it was a funny story with Fergus. The story involving Peter Lowell and his contract, when you consider that he was the captain of the club, wasn't so funny, was it, Lawrence? They didn't no. look after him. They did not. And he wasn't looking even for a, a wage increase. He just wanted a new deal. Yep. Shocking way to treat your captain. But listen, uh, that was then and this is now. Uh, we're on the cusp of back-to-back title wins. I'm going to go straight to you, Sean. You're uh, dialing in. You're dialing in from Celtic down under territory. Uh, what time of the night is it over there? Oh, it's, it's not bad, actually. It's 7pm, so Saturday night. Not bad. Nice, uh, nice. Okay, but you wish you could get games at that time up there. Yeah, so seven, this, this is going to set you up. That's what we're hoping. It's going to set you up today. Uh, obviously, we'll have all seen the team, but we will be running through that team because this is, I think, this is a dress rehearsal, Kevin McCluskey, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That's what we were saying at the, the end of the game against Hibs in midweek. That we... First three games, it was all about getting minutes in the in the legs of the players, the fringe players, mm-hmm. letting us see what they could do as starters. Not really been overly impressed by what we've seen. 
so yeah, this was always going to be the game, I think, where it was going to be full strength side. The side that's going to start the cup final. There's a couple of surprises in there, especially in the defence, but we'll just we'll see how it goes today. Yeah, some I think positive, positive surprises, Kevin, if I'm being honest, and I'll try and um, explain my thinking behind that. Um, and Lawrence, I'm going to come to your good self. How great was it last night to see some of the Irish contingent in, in at Gracie's to watch the gig as well? Oh, mate, fantastic. It's always great meeting uh, Axon Dior's. Uh, in fact, this morning walking the dog, I met Paul McQuaid from the Shamrock, said to say a big hello to you as well. I know he tunes in. Nice one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great night, and Jackie's, you know, he knows how to tell a story, doesn't he? He's a funny wee guy. Funny wee guy, Jackie. And what I didn't appreciate, I don't think, um, before everybody came into the venue, we were just sitting there uh, getting a wee catch-up, because we've done a few things in the past, but I've not seen Jackie for a while. And he was talking about the fact that it's 20 years since Seville, and, um, you know, I know people say you shouldn't celebrate failure and all this, but Seville wasn't just about the final, right? It was about the journey. It was about Liverpool and Blackburn and every single game leading up to that. And then, of course, the fact that Celtic fans descended on Seville and ended up winning a couple of awards for the behaviour and the way that they approached that game. And he said that, you know, he was disappointed the club had done nothing to get the boys together for some kind of event. Even if it wasn't a commercial event, Lawrence, just get the boys together. You know, at 20 years on, it's something I think now... If we were to get to a European final, what's the equivalent of the UEFA, the Europa League, right? If we were to get to the Europa League final, it would be something we would all be absolutely celebrating. So I think we, we should have done something, but it doesn't really surprise you, does it? Sean, I'll ask you that question. We've heard things in the past about the club not really um, reading the room, not really looking after sometimes the ex-players. Well, it took them long enough to name the stands after the Lisbon Lions. And uh, that was about, I think the stand was up for about 10 years before they did that, maybe even something like that. So they, they do kind of drag their feet in these things. And there was obviously the whole thing where uh, the Lisbon Lions themselves were not really welcome around the ground for a while uh, until... I think that was kind of sorted out in the 90s and they had to kind of uh, coming back together. There was some weird relationship between the club and the Lions. So you're right, uh, you, you'd expect it a little bit more, but the, the Celtic fans have been doing a good job. We've had things like the the show at the, oh, I don't know the name of the theatre in Glasgow that was running for a while. Uh, I, I went to see that when it was out uh, a while ago. So Was that yeah. Celts in Seville? I can't was that the Celtic Seville show? Yeah, I think um, Jim Moore's sister was involved in that. Uh, the Pavilion. I'm looking at the poster right now, actually. I'm Pavilion. sure that's what it was, Sean. Aye. Aye. Um, listen, I'm not going to be negative about Celtic or anything surrounding the club today. Today is a massive day, so let's have a wee look at the team, shall we? And um, and we'll run through it one by one. Joe Hart and goals. Um, the surprises Kevin are talk, uh, talking about started right back, I think. Alistair Johnson, a nice surprise. Put a wee smile on her face. Um People have been light, lighting candles for him all week, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Left-back Greg Taylor and your two central defenders today are Carol Starfelt and Tomoki Awata. Your midfield is made up of Callum McGregor, Rio Atati, Matt O'Reilly and your front three are Lilabada, Jota and Kyogo. Kevin, we're going to start off with Joe Hart. Um, and you're looking at Joe Hart today. 102 appearances for the club. Um, and what I find quite interesting about this is of the 10 clubs he's been with, only two has he made 100 or more appearances for, and it's Celtic and Man City. So, we're, you know, as a club, I think Celtic, I'm not going to say are 
how or have been as pivotal to Joe Hart's career. But Celtic and Man City are the two clubs that he's had more appearance, more appearances for. Um, and I'm, I was looking for the for the over the last few weeks at the situation and goals. We've spoken about it on the podcast. Should we, shouldn't we strengthen the, the goalkeeper area? It's interesting that Segrist is back on the bench today. Does that change any view that you might have had about bringing in another goalie to challenge Joe Hart? No, doesn't for me. Um, I think I think Joe Hart's move to to us has rejuvenated and saved his career because it was it was stalling and going nowhere at Tottenham. We've had two pretty good seasons out of him. But regardless of what's going on with Bain or Segrist, we need to sign another keeper, I think, in this summer because we've seen it recently in Hart's performances. They've dropped off along with the rest of the teams. His performances have dropped off a wee bit. As a keeper, mistakes become a lot more um, highlighted because every mistake basically leads to a goal. And at our level because of the way that we play and the fact that we're kind of on the front foot most of the time and he's not involved in the game that often, it feels like he's making more mistakes now because we're conceding more goals. We can't really allow that to continue if we're going into next season. So for me, it doesn't really matter that Ben or Segrist are coming back. I don't think either of them are good enough to become number one. And for me, over the summer, I would be looking at that being a, a place that we can strengthen, whether it's to sign uh, a ready-made number one or it's to sign someone that's got a decent experience behind them and that potential to, over the course of next season, become number one. Um, but no, Segrist coming back doesn't change it for me. We still need to strengthen that area. Interesting, Kevin, and I totally get it. I mean, this time last, last year, uh, Lawrence, we've gone out and bought what what I certainly rated as the finest goalkeeper outside uh, our club in Scottish football I'm talking about. And we brought in Seagrist. He's never really challenged for the, the number one jersey. He's played two games this season, both in the League Cup, but he returns today. Uh, Scott Bain came back uh, for the first time this season again against Hibs at Easter Road and obviously had that howler. Um, and by the way, having played pretty well up until that point, he had an absolute howler. So do you agree with Kevin McCluskey? Still an area for us to strengthen in the summer? Because I'm not saying we're strengthening it so we can get rid of Joe Hart. I think we need somebody to strength, uh, you know, challenge him. But also he might, like Kevin says, if it's a kind of younger goalie, he might be able to mentor them over a period of 12 to 18 months until he's bedded into the club. Well, sir, I think Hart's been a brilliant signing, as Kevin says, you know, rejuvenated his career. But he's 36. He's going to need replaced. If I was signing one, I wouldn't be his backup. You know, I'd like to think we could sign someone that's that's a starter. You know, I think we were talking about this other week. If you could get someone of the quality Arthur Boric when we signed him or Fraser Foster when he first came in, you know, mm. you get into your starting lineup then. I think that's what, what we've got to look at with our signings. They, they need to make a, an impact, a difference to the first team. They need to improve it. You know, Joe's had a few mistakes recently, so so of all the team, but, you know, He's not proven as a keeper now, you know, he's, he's at that age, you know, 36, he's a big guy, he's maybe taking a wee bit longer to get down and back up. So, yeah. It, it, I know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we definitely need to look to improve on it. it. It's getting someone that's an improvement that we can afford and fits into our wage structure. You know, there's mm. definitely better keepers out there on Joe but how much would they cost? So, I, I think it's a, a big ask of the scouting network to find someone that can come in that, and take over from Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And when you look at the the fact, uh, Sean, that he did come in at a time where we 
Joe Hart was the goalie we needed, I think, when he came in. And now we're looking to try and improve the every area of the squad. Where are you with Joe and uh, what we should do this summer? Um, oh, It's a hard one, isn't it? Because you just obviously see Grissom Bain are not the answer at first choice. So unless you're going to bring someone in with real quality, like Hart's going to be your best your best option there, right? Uh, and obviously we stuffed up when we let uh, Craig Gordon go, so we don't really want to be making that mistake again and being left with another, with Barkas on our hands starting next season. Uh, so I guess we just need to hope the scouts have done the job and it's so hard to pick a goalkeeper, I think. Uh, I think it's really difficult, but I don't know. Maybe hopefully they've cracked it this time, put it that way. Yeah, let's hope so now. Uh, people were burning candles for Alistair Johnson, our Canadian right back, Kevin McCluskey. I think you were one of them, as was uh, Kevin Graham, hoping and praying that he came back into the side. I think um, the absence of Johnston and the absence of Taylor and Carter Vickers um, really did bring to light, I think, Kevin, that some of the second stringers that we thought could do a job were having doubts about them. Now, people might think that's knee-jerk, uh, an overreaction perhaps, uh, but certainly at right back, Ralston never got back up to that kind of level that he had been at, I don't think, last season and maybe in the first half of this season. And it's great to see Johnston back in the lineup today, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic to see him back. Yeah, he, out of the January signings we've made, he's definitely the one that's made the biggest impact and positive impact and impression on the team. He's, um, I, we've spoken about it so many times. He's replaced a guy that was, uh, was a World Cup semi finalist in Josip Juranovic. And he's a distant memory now. We don't even, he doesn't even come into the conversation because the guy that's come in is, uh, is an upgrade. Johnson's just, just a really fantastic right back and he fits the system and the style that we want to play really well, I think. Got a lot of sympathy for Ralston though because last season he was outstanding, easily the best season of his career. And he looked as though he was maintaining that this season at the beginning. But he's just had terrible run of injuries. I wonder just now as well if he's maybe still carrying one or he's not fully match fit yet. And that's maybe why he's, um, his performances haven't been at the level because we've got no other option to come in. So it had to be Ralston, whether he was mm -hmm. fit or not. So there's sympathies there. But it's great to have Johnson back because you want to have your first choice players available week in, week out. Um, and Johnson's definitely the man. And if you look at the other side as well, Taylor, you, you notice how good a player he is and how important he is when he's not there. Yeah. Because he, he just, everything that we do on the left-hand side starts from him. And it's mm -hmm. it's his coming inside, that, playing that inverted role. I know people talk about it a lot, but the way that we play, it's so crucial because then it allows someone like an Atate or O'Reilly ahead of him to take up a different place. Uh, Jota can come inside. It just gives so much freedom. I've still got hope that Bernabeu can be a player. But he's not an inverted fullback. He's a he's a wing back or a left midfielder. He's an up and down the line kind of guy who's who struggles defensively. Mm -hmm. Um and Taylor's solid defensively. He's got everything we need for that role. So it's brilliant to have the two of them back in today. Hopefully they both get through the game unscathed and we've got them for the cup final as well. 100%. I mean, I think that uh, what Kevin was saying there, Lawrence, about Burnaby, Mark, Mark kind of hope is fading a wee bit for him, I've got to say. I know that you've uh, stood up for him throughout the season. And if we look at the right-back situation, someone last night asked Jackie Mack if he would get a game ahead of Alistair Johnston, and he very quickly said, yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I said, I think there's a... The defence has been unsettled. It, it, 
where you know the players that have come in they haven't hit the mark, but it's harder to hit it coming in an unsettled defence. You know, one of the games Bain's been in goals. It's different, you know, when Tony's coming in and the other four players are, you know, Hart, Carter Starfield, Taylor. Yeah, you, 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 you know, if Ralston comes into that, it's easier for him to get to the level. The other defenders know what they're doing. But when the whole back line's changed, you know, Starfield sometimes playing at right back, you've got Kobe on left, you've got Bernabe on left. Everyone's trying to get to know each other and how to do it. So it is a bit harsh to judge them when they're, you know, kind of fresh, not played together. But I would agree, you know, I think we spoke about last week, you know, the gap between Ralston and, and AJ is huge. I think Tony's maybe a player that needs five or six games to, in a row to get up to speed. And you're not going to get that as a backup right back too, too often. More often than not, you're coming in for a game or two. And I don't think that suits Tony as a player. So, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll be looking for, for a replacement there. Bernabe was a lot of money, you know, 3.7 million. And, you know, he's shown he's a football player in flashes. More going forward than defensively. But, you know, he's got time to let time to learn. Uh, a lot of starting, I thought we might have started Welsh. Uh, I think Welsh's days are obviously numbered, but I think that might have been a, a more reliable, solid partnership, Welsh and, and Startfelt. And, you know, giving Welsh a couple of games today in the cup final was a, a kind of thank you. Because I don't think he's ever let us down. Kobayashi, I don't know if he's injured or, or, or just been re- rested. You know. Rested, in inverted commas. Um, what about yourself, Sean? There's been loads of chat around about this this drop-off, you know, when you lose a, a Johnston or you lose a Taylor and the drop-off in quality when you bring in the replacement. Is it a massive concern? Because going into the summer, you're thinking about areas you can strengthen, but you're thinking about first-team players. Um, if you were to, you know, strengthen your second choices as well, you've got a hell of a hell of a amount of players to sign, I think. Um, or are we being unfair? On Burnaby, we've been unfair on the likes of Burnaby and and, um, and Tony Ralston at right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit. Uh, we just have high standards that we, we, well, excuse me, we now have high standards. We didn't always, you know, we, we're only a year and a few months removed from having players like Joey Dawson coming into the team as the backups. So we're in a privileged position that we can now complain about uh, Ralston and Bernabeu being our, our uh, backups when uh, Ralston was the shout for player of the year last year. And I, I thought he had a better game uh, midweek there uh, against Hibs. I know uh, one of his headers wasn't great the defensive clearance but I thought apart from that he was actually kind of on it in that game uh, and yeah look Iwata starting at centre back is a concern uh, Kobe actually nowhere to be seen 
I think maybe there's not really much chance Welsh. I think if we're playing a different team, maybe Welsh comes in, but I don't think you're going to drop Welsh in against Duke. Uh, Welsh's lack of space uh, pace was absolutely exposed in Europe this year, and uh, I don't think you'd be putting him up against that those Aberdeen strikers today. That's one of the, the kind of best areas of the the park for Aberdeen, isn't it? They've done really well this season, and and to be fair, we're, we're you know we are facing a team who are kind of high on confidence. Barry Robson's made an incredible impression since he came in, quite rightly got the job permanently. Um, a player I think a lot of us really liked as a, as a Celtic player. He kind of came, he saw, he was successful and he left. One of the guys that wasn't here for you know, five, seven, ten years, but he's a bit of a favourite. Um, and it's good to see him well until he comes up against us, obviously. But I get your point there. Yeah, you don't want to then throw Welsh in and then have a third centre-half issue, uh, Welsh, Awata and Kobayashi. But with regards to Kobayashi, I'm not concerned that, that Bain's not on the bench. I can understand Seagrass, you know, he's been fit since March. He's never kicked a ball. He's never, he's never been in the squad since then. So I can understand why he would be back in. And just explained he wants to see as many of his uh, players as possible. It's more of a concern for me, though, that Kobayashi's dropped completely out of the squad, Kevin. What does it say to you? Yeah, if, if you look at the goalkeeper situation, there's not really a concern over who's the second choice because I think we've got two second choice keepers in Bain and Segrist, and that's a, you know, it's a toss of the coin which one you would put on the bench each week. Kobayashi, though, mm, that's a, it's an interesting one. Because you know how ruthless Ange can be. Yeah. So unless unless there's an injury there, the mind does start to wander, and you think, right, has, is he one of those players that's had his two or three chances in the team, not impressed, and Ange is cutting him loose just now, and that might be jumping to conclusions and what, what have you, but we've seen it before with Ange, so there is a concern that he's not there. Um, Iwata coming in was a big surprise against St Mirren and it's a surprise again today but I know he's played centre-back before mm-hmm. um, we was actually doing a wee bit of the research for one of the blogs during the week and noticed that he um, when he made his international not his international debut sorry but when one of these games for Japan he was playing it right back and things so he's he's got that defensive experience behind him yeah so if Ange sees him as being a defender and if he wants to have a ball playing centre-back in there Iwata might be that option going forward, so this is his chance to get in, especially if Kobayashi hasn't exactly proven himself to be physically up to the demands and challenges of the Scottish game. But it's interesting, you know, you'll expect Starfield to go up against uh, Duke more often than not, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully he'll win that physical battle. Then Iwata can be there and kind of help build us from the back. But yeah, in terms of Kobayashi, worrying for him, potentially, that he's not in the team. Maybe it is just a case, though, that and wants to give Stephen Welsh a run out at some point today. And that's yeah. why he's there, because he does want to give minutes to players. And Welsh is one of those homegrown guys. It's it's trophy day. And we're likely to see him, Forrest, Vata, all get on. And Angel do that rare kind of emotional substitution and let us see players that we want to see. Possibly. I mean, the, the Kobayashi thing, I'm looking at him. He's 22 years of age. Right, he's come over. And you're you're thinking to yourself, well, Ange knows him uh, from the the Japanese experience, and and he's brought him over. But uh, the caveat to that, Kevin McCluskey, like you said, is that he is ruthless. I mean, yeah, Jens was only on loan, Abogad was only on loan, Itaguchi wasn't, <laughs> and you know it was just he was ruthless. 
McCarthy, some some suspect, was was already you know a move that was in the works prior to Ange coming in the building. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but again, he's been pretty ruthless with McCarthy. Um, I'm looking at the age of him though, Lawrence. I'm looking at the age of Kobayashi, and I'm thinking, well, it could actually be very good man management in that he's come under fire, um, and he doesn't want to ruin the boy's Celtic career, and he thinks, let's just get him back out here the now and and save him from going up against another physical attack in Aberdeen and maybe another howler of a game. Let's just get him out the road just now and we'll come back to this next season, perhaps. It could be, you know, Kobe will have played a lot of football in Japan before coming here, so it's probably kind of 18 months or something, a year and a half, maybe a season and a half for him. He's a young player, I definitely think. He looks like a ball playing centre half. He looks as if he could be the part. He's had a couple of bad games, but you know, the whole back line's changed in that. It's harder to come in and settle or perform well on an unsettled back line. So, yeah, maybe it's just good man management. Maybe he's just picked something up. And it it could be an injury in training and said, you know what, it's not worth it. You know, we've got options there that I'm confident it can go out and win the game for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it's like that. I don't want to just write the boy off. He's 22 years of age. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, Sean, is um, in the absence of Carter Vickers, do you feel that Starfelt was done enough? Do you think that he stepped up enough to help the likes of young Kobayashi and even Awata, who isn't accustomed to be playing uh, alongside him in the defence for Celtic? I think he's done everything that uh, he could possibly do. Uh, I I'm honestly not sure what more he could, he could have done, to be honest. Um, he, he, he has looked... Uh, like you know, because we're comparing to Carter Vickers every week, he does kind of get talked down a lot by by me especially. Uh, but he does look like the second best centre back in Scotland. Uh, and when Carter Vickers is not out of the team, he stands out as a really our best defender. Um, yeah, and it's it's a worry you're saying about you're right about Kobayashi. But the thing that I was reflecting on there uh, when Loris was mentioned eighteen months was that Hitati had a similar thing last year where he came in and had a couple of cracking games, you know, away to Tynecastle, just like Kobe Ashley did. And then he kind of faded for the final months of the season. But uh, I'm hoping Kobe Ashley's taking that same path and he's going to step up next year. Because mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, I'm honestly feeling I'd rather have Liam Scales in there when he comes back. But, you know, maybe just, not. You've just thrown a Scales bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going back, actually, I think, to... Um, Liam Carrigan, also of Celtic Down Under, because he speaks so highly of Kobayashi. And I remember him saying that maybe the long-term Celtic central defence will have Kobayashi in it. Um, over Starfield, I think, was was Liam's take on it. So I'm not quite prepared to write him off yet. Um, I think he's he's had a couple of tough games, and I'm hoping that Ange has just moved them out of the firing line, if you like, because, you know, there could be a, a tough couple of strikers to deal with um, today as well. Let's have a wee look at the midfield. Um, but before I do that, I want to bring in some of these comments. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved today. On Trophy Day, Mark E, good news today about the club having already secured a minimum of 33 million quid from next season's Champions League, with more possibly based on results and whether or not we're the sole Scottish club. In it, yeah, I mean, we are on a good footing. We're certainly on a good footing to go into the transfer window and to strengthen, come out of it stronger, as Ange keeps talking about. Now, I'm going to bring this up. Nobody, I'm not going to labour this, right? But obviously, it's been in the news all week. Am I the only person, Kevin McCluskey, who's not worried about Ange going to Spurs? No, you're not. I'm not worried <laughs> at the moment. Um, I'm not surprised he's linked with the job. And I think I think Spurs, historically, is a big job in England. They, they're a team that, 
try and play good, attractive attacking football. There's a lot of things on paper that make that a good job and a big job, but it's a poisoned challenge, a challenge, a poisoned chalice just now of a job because you see the managers that have gone in there in recent years, you know, Conte, Mourinho, and the success that they've had has been minimum. They've not mm-hmm. been able to progress the club. Um, so no, I'm not particularly worried. I don't think it's a challenge that would suit Ange. Um, I think Peter McGahey was making the point yesterday about it as well, that the way Ange likes to go in and rebuild these squads, it would take time for him to have a real impact at Tottenham. Now, if, if he went there and he had the same start as he did with us and loses his first three away games, he'll be out of the job before he gets a chance to put anything in place. And he'll know that. Right? Ange is a clever man. He'll be assessing all his options. And I just don't think Tottenham would be one that would be high up in his agenda. So, nah, I'm not overly concerned by this link. No, and the thing as well, the timing doesn't seem right. Now, I know that in the past we've lost managers where the timing didn't seem right, one in particular. But I'm going to raise um, a wee fact here, Lawrence. In February 2003, just a few months before, um, just a few months before Seville, actually, Martin O'Neill signed a letter um, of intent to become the Leeds United manager and then went back on his word and stayed with Celtic. So people's heads are turned even the great Martin's head was turned. He obviously went back on that, thankfully, and stayed where he was. Um, are you concerned at all about the future of Ange at this stage? Not at this stage. Listen, he's going to leave it at some point. I don't think it's now. I think he, he's not finished at Celtic. Put a lot of store in you know, Strack and say managers will get kind of three-year shelf life, I think. They'll do you know the three years with us. Maybe after that, would they be concerned? Spurs? I don't think they've, they've been great since Bill Nicholson's been there, you know, and that's kind of late 50s to early 70s. I don't think it's a club for Ange, you know. People say, oh, they play good football and that. They don't win anything. You know, Ange is a manager. He's a serial winner. Mm-hmm. It's not as if there won't be an offer there for him next year if he stays another year in the Premiership. You know, I, I think he, he's he got a record of a manager. You know, he's been at a City group. People have seen what he's done over here. Uh, so I think there'll be an offer next year as well, even if he not packs Spurs. I don't think he's desperate to get, get out of anywhere. Seems to have a good relationship with Michael Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, there was rumours of Brendan and Peter not getting on. So, yeah, I'm not concerned that he's, he's going to leave for Spurs this season. He'll leave at some point. I think we'll get at least you know another year out of him. And then, you know, it may, may very well depend on how he's been backed and how he does in Europe next season and uh, where he seems to stay. Because... Uh, if he doesn't get back to the transfer window, we don't progress in Europe. He, he, he'll maybe think, well, you know, I'm in control of the football matters here. Is someone else taking over with the transfers? What's going on? Maybe then it'll be easier to, to, to turn his head, but uh, not just now. We've, we've seemed pretty confident, Sean. Do you share that confidence? Nope. <laughs> uh, Sean, to, not uh, today. Not based on any facts, just a pessimist, that's all. Uh, <laughs> Are you a pessimist by nature? I guess so. Around about these things, I guess just been we've been hurt too many times. But we have, even we have. the Decan, your Decanio, your Van Hoydonks, you know. But Decanio had a little problem. Remember, 
I don't think Andrew's got a little problem, is he? Yeah. But, but he, he was traded, not sold. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> traded for Reggie Blinker. Super. Reggie Blinker, of all yeah. players. Quote Ange himself, get used to your heroes leaving and uh, or get used to the idea of your heroes leaving. <sighs> I just got a chilled in my spine there, Sean, yeah. on trophy day of all days. Uh, um, look, I, I hope I'm wrong. That's, that's all I'm saying. But he's 57 and, you know, like, how many chances do you get to test yourself at that level? Right, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm with Lawrence. I think the opportunities will still be there in 12 months. Um, I'm going to bring this up from Daniel Brown. Uh, switch up Ada for Maeda, and that's the cup final team. What do we reckon then, Kevin McCluskey, midfield and then up top? Do you agree with what Daniel's saying? That is your cup final team if you switch Abada and Maeda? Yeah, I do. The midfield, that's the one I would go for. McGregor, uh, Hatati O'Reilly, I think it's the strongest midfield we've got. Um, and today is Abada's last chance to to earn a place in the cup final team. Right. Yeah, we're getting, uh, a, we're getting a guard of honour. Sorry. Just yeah, yeah. That is what's <laughs> called class. <laughs> that is class. Well done, Aberdeen. Yeah. Barry Robson's a classy man. The club. Brilliant. So Sorry, Abada, you still think just, could be that guy that, so, that, that might end up th- winning a jersey I for the cup so. final? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think if, if Maeda doesn't get suspended uh, from Wednesday night, Maeda plays today and he plays the cup final. Abada's got one last chance to prove that he can get in there. We've said that this is the dress rehearsal for the cup final. Mm-hmm. So if he can perform today, then I think he wins the jersey for the cup final. And Maeda's back for that game. So what an option to have off the bench if he does start uh, Abada and it's not working. Brilliant. No, I like that. As Sean quite rightly said, Guardian are players on the park. Well, I can see that people all, are now tuning in. Not all the Aberdeen players are applauding. Some of them hands behind the back for the Guard of Honour. Yeah, the Tifo's looking good though. Willie Maley, Jock Steen stand on the shoulder of Giants. Can't see the family stands. Don't know what's going on there uh, with the camera. Not panning around, but looks good. Well done, the Green Brigade and everybody involved in that superb bit of work. Um, let's go and see what the performance is like for this dress rehearsal for the Scottish Cup final. I've got to thank every single one of you for tuning in from all over the world, all season. Um, and William O'Toole actually makes that point he's been watching Axom throughout the season and he says a big thank you but thank you to you William and everybody else um, who makes it possible for us to come on and chat about Celtic for an hour or a couple of hours every day we love it thank you every one of you uh, and all that's left for me to say go and enjoy the game and thank you to Kevin McCluskey Sean Conley Lawrence Conley for joining me on a Celtic state of mind Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.